Welcome to the Social Complex Podcast, where we are diving into the complex impact and influence of social media on brands, brains, and the bigger picture of our modern world. Here's your host, Hillary Applegate. Hello. Good morning. Good evening. I don't know when you're listening to this, but for me, it's the morning. It is 9 a.m. It is 34 degrees outside, freezing here in Austin, Texas. And I am sitting back and having some coffee and whipping up the mic because we're going to talk about influencers today. But before we get into that, I'll tell you a little bit about what's coming up for me and Social HQ. I will be out this weekend at South by Southwest here in Austin. South by Southwest is a festival, conference, pretty much a plethora of the best and brightest in innovation, technology, healthcare. So I'm really excited. I came out here in 2019 for the conference before I lived in Austin and had the best time. (laughs) So I'm really excited about that and will definitely be sharing my thoughts here in the future episodes from what I learn when I'm at the conference. Until then, you're dealing with a pre-South by Hillary and she is tired (laughs) and she has influencers on the mind. So let's go ahead and get into it. What are we talking about today? Influencers are a very interesting world. I have worked with influencers in the business since 2015 and it changes all the time. I mean, everything in the social media space professionally changes a lot. But influencers in particular have been a very fascinating point for me personally, because one, I admire what they do. And I think that it's really interesting to be able to have that level of transparency and openness with people that you've never met before. And they do a phenomenal job of bringing together community and common interest among their audience. And then also there's like a lot of shadiness in the industry, which always fascinates me. I love a good conspiracy theory. What can I say? So we're going to talk a little bit about, you know, the background, the business, the shadiness and the law. I don't really know where this podcast is going to go, but we'll sit back and, and see where we, it takes us. And I'll have my coffee along the way. It'll be great. Ready? Let's go. So first and foremost, influencers have been around forever, like since the beginning of time. I would say that Jesus was an influencer. I'm sure that back in the dinosaur days, there were dinosaurs that ruled the world that were a little bit more bossy or more influential in the space. You know, T-Rexes just bring that big boss energy. I don't really know what to say about it. So when you think about influencers, they've been around forever. It's not necessarily a new concept but it's been democratized and amplified because of technology. It's funny because I was looking up what's a really good story that I might not even know about some of the first influencers. And Forbes had this quote of a widely acknowledged influencer collaboration that was back in 1760 when Wedgwood first made a tea set for the wife of King George III. And because royalty were the influencers of the era and Wedgwood quickly marketed that his brand had the royal approval, it created this luxury jump in their brand. And all of a sudden they were able to charge more. They were able to keep that level of esteem within their products. And that's carried them centuries now. So sure, royalty has a 
higher caliber than your average Joe. But influencers are not just pie in the sky, celebrity level, Kardashians. There are also people that are in the community. So if you think about where you grew up, a pastor, a teacher with a strong reputation, a mayor, all of those people had influence over the community and impacted behaviors and actions. So influencers are essentially that level of a person just in a different format. So if you're really interested in fashion and you are following these fashion influencers or people that have shared their own journey with fashion or their own expertise or their own perspective, that is going to be an influencer for fashion and as a brand would be a really good partnership to consider if your values align. What's also super interesting is that the small nano influencers and micro influencers actually have better engagement and better perceived authenticity than some of those larger influencers. So ultimately, that means that you're getting better conversion rate if you're a brand and you're looking for people to take that endorsement more seriously. That's not to say that there isn't a place for mega influencers, celebrity influencers, but for brands that are more regional or are more niche, we're seeing an uptick in influencer engagement for those smaller under 50,000 follower counts. That also factors into affordability since so much of the rate today is still based on impression and reach, not even on conversion unless you're working with a commission type structure. So there's a lot out there when it comes to thinking about if you're a brand wanting to work with influencers. The flip side of that is that if you're interested in being an influencer or if you are trying to monetize the work that you're already doing, keeping that in mind as far as really understanding what it is that is valuable to a brand can really help influencers position themselves so that they can get the best deal possible when it comes to those brand partnerships. But honestly, it's an insane amount of work. (laughs) I have so much respect for influencers and creators because it is an always on job. You're having to plan your content. You're having to be strategic about what you're posting. You're having to be a publicist to promote yourself and find strategic partnerships to help grow your influence. You're having to be a creator and posting and editing photos and going out and getting content at all times. You're having to take meetings with brands to negotiate your deals. You're having to manage your schedule and your calendar. You're having to create opportunities for you to create interesting content you're having to watch and monitor to make sure that you're not going to get into any brand issues or anybody is going to have any uh, problems with you that they're going to bring up. Someone super interesting, if you haven't heard about this yet, there's a dance duo from TikTok back in the day, early 2020, uh, the Wilking sisters. And they were these two sisters that did these synchronized dances and whatnot on TikTok in early quarantine days. And They became super popular when everybody and their mother was on TikTok at the beginning of quarantine. And they had brand partnerships with all these huge brands, including McDonald's, Bose. So they rose to fame really quickly. And then all of a sudden in early 2021, they stopped posting together and no one really knew why. And then a few weeks ago, 2022, a year later, 
The younger sister, Melanie, and her parents came out on Instagram Live and did a like 40-minute live stream that was not edited or thought through uh, about how Miranda, the older sister, had left and joined a religious organization that essentially controlled her funds and her fame and her not being able to be in contact with her family. And so it turned into this huge uproar of people being like, okay, so she's in a cult, right? And so they're reaching out and they're trying to get in touch with her. And it's so bizarre because she's an adult. She got married and didn't tell anybody. Um, there There was all these like weird nuances with it, but everybody became an independent reporter and speculated on her life and has been commenting on her page. And it turns out that there's all these other dancers that are a part of this perceived religious organization. And so you have all of these people on social media with a very well-known influencer commenting on their pages. And it's alleged that there's brands out there that like they're working with Express right now. And Express pulled their campaign. I haven't seen anything. I used to see it all the time. So it's just a lot of interesting things that are coming out of that, that when you're thinking about if you're an influencer and you get pulled into a cult, like you're not safe from people commenting. Or the flip side is if you're not in a cult and everybody's making assumptions about you based on what someone says, then you are in crisis communications mode. You're having to navigate the PR of all of those inbound messages. You're having to navigate the perceived value and risk that a brand would potentially have if they were going to be engaging with you. So it's just a different ballgame of having to manage your reputation and your image. So whether or not she's in a cult, whether or not there's anything shady there. I have my own opinions, but that's not really what this podcast is uh, going to get into today. Although if you ever are curious, just DM me. I'd love to talk about it. So we know that influencers have to deal with a lot of nuance when it comes to how to actually create their brand, how to actually show up online and keep up that image. Another factor is transparency and how influencers historically, there was a little bit of a surface level era where we weren't really getting too much deep stuff from the influencers. We were just getting surface level filtered photos, everything like that. And now we're in an era where content's a little bit more raw. We get some more stories. We get some more struggles. We're getting a little bit of a deeper insight into how people operate and what is really going on in their lives. The flip side of that coin, though, is that there's also this entitlement among the general population to know everything about someone's life, which we don't have the right to know. And we have to respect everyone's boundaries. So influencers that are out there having to navigate those boundaries and respect their own choices and what they do want to say and what they don't want to say and what they do want to speak on and not, that's adding to the amount of work that is going into these individual creators. So moral of the story, (laughs) it ain't easy to be an influencer and I give them mad credit. That being said, there are ways to make a quick buck when it comes to fraud in the industry. And unfortunately, influencer fraud is very prevalent. So we see it with bots, which are paid 
likes, views, engagements, followers. There are essentially a number of fake accounts out there. They've been around for a long time and you can go and buy a thousand followers to a hundred thousand followers with a few hundred bucks to, you know, a few thousand dollars. And people do this, which is insane to me. Why would you just want a bunch of fake accounts following you just so that you can have your follower number higher? It doesn't make sense to me. And as a social media manager, we can spot it from a mile away. Some of the things that we look for when we're identifying if an influencer is legitimate or not is one, we run them through a system clean so we can see essentially the credibility of their audience, whether or not they have a certain level of credible audience. If they're under 70% credibility, we don't even touch them because at that rate, we're working with someone that has paid for followers or has engaged in some type of fraudulent activity. And then when we're looking at other pages that do have a lot of bot accounts, but they still have high engagement, we look through their comments to see if they're paying for fake engagements as well. And it's pretty easy to start identifying fake bot accounts. You can just look through and start noticing people commenting on the posts that are coming from profiles that have no likes, no comments, no anything, no followers. And we can pretty easily be like, okay, we're seeing through what you're putting down here. Another activity that isn't necessarily authentic uh, is engagement pods. This is really common uh, with mommy bloggers and influencers that are in really niche spaces like food influencers, fitness influencers. So we'll see these groups of people get together and you're in a group with one another Someone posts a new post and they will go ahead and share that post within that group and everyone in that group will go and comment and like and share and save that post. And so what that does is it boosts engagement, which from a brand perspective, we do like to see engagement, but we don't like it to come from people that are just doing it for the sake of boosting your engagement. We're paying an influencer to share within their community, ultimately hoping that it's going to convert to people trying the product. People in your engagement pod are not going to be trying our product. So it can be a very interesting way for influencers to get around the fake account since everyone in the engagement pod is a real person that's actually commenting and liking on the posts, but it doesn't ultimately help the bigger picture, which is at the end of the day, if you're an influencer, you don't have to be in an engagement pod to get brand partnerships. So stop doing that. Other areas that are important to note are photo altering. I mean, I'm guilty of this myself. I have edited photos in my past and I look back and I'm like, I don't even know what was real and what wasn't real. So that can be a challenge. You can edit videos too. And it's seamless. You can't even tell when someone edits their video. The technology is just so good these days. And that level isn't as damning when it comes to the brand partnerships, but societally, I think it's a practice that he's he's on the outside. (laughs) I think we need to retire that one because you're influencing the next generation, you're influencing the kids, but then you're also influencing yourselves, you know, in your communities. And there's the comparison game of, wow, they look so good or they look so tan or their teeth are so white. So food for thought on that one. Maybe we'll get into that one day on the comparison scale, but You can't compare something in real life to something that's been altered on the interwebs with that face tune, you know? 
So that's a little bit about the fraud in the industry or the not forthcoming part of the industry, should I say. And then last but not least is the law. So when you're thinking about legally how influencers are being regulated, technically there are FTC regulations for disclosures when an influencer has been compensated for sharing an endorsement for product or service. So even if it is just a trade value or if they got free seats or free access, all of that falls under the FTC regulations where they need to disclose that they have received some form of compensation and that it is a partnership or paid partnership. It's not widely adopted still. I see plenty of paid posts that are out in the world that don't have a disclosure where I'm looking at it and I'm like, "Mm mm-hmm, this would probably need a disclosure. And that can be really difficult to track, especially among when you think about micro-influencers, because micro-influencers and nano-influencers are not necessarily dealing with the same level of business-savvy operations as some of the larger influencers are operating with. They don't have a team that they're working with. They don't have management that they're working with. So there's a lot more onus on them to have to do their own research and figure out where that regulation stands and how to follow it. I will say that FTC did do a pretty crystal clear job when it comes to sharing the influencer guidelines, but because there are so many out there, There's not a very easy way for them to monitor the industry as a whole to make sure that people are living up to the regulation standards. In Canada, they also specifically ask influencers to not stuff their disclosures down in the post to where someone wouldn't be able to read it. So if you're in Canada, you have to have that disclosure that is a paid promotion within the first three lines on Instagram for you to not be in violation of their guidelines. So there's a lot out there regarding guidelines for how to interact with influencers and whatnot based on country. That being said, the onus of the disclosure falls on the influencer. It's important for brands to know and to share that information with influencers when they're asking them to promote their brand and getting involved in that initial paid partnership But the onus really does fall on the influencer at the end of the day. So if you're an influencer, if you know an influencer, make sure that they know this because you don't want to get in trouble when the industry finally does catch up and can actually start tracking it. How are they going to start tracking it? I'm not entirely sure. We will find out. Platforms have started to lean into it a little bit more, though. Instagram has their branded partnerships, so you can easily see if there is a partnership or a collaboration between the influencer and the brand that they are working with. That's also really helpful from a brand side because it shares the metrics directly with the brand. So we don't have to go through and ask for verified metrics from each influencer. We can just go in and see it within the platform itself. So thank you, Instagram, for that. We super appreciate it. All this to say, where is influencer marketing going? I have no idea. I don't think it's going anywhere. A few years ago, I probably would have had a different answer, mainly because I think that in the way that it had been operating under the perfect life and the perfect filter and the perfect story, that is outdated where we're not looking for perfection and audiences aren't looking for perfection. They're looking for 
connection. And connection can happen not just in the highlights, but also in the downsides and the difficulties and the struggles. So I don't know where it's going, but it's not going to be going away. Influencer marketing is here to stay. I hope that it continues to grow as a space. I hope that there becomes a better understanding about how difficult it can be to be an influencer. And I hope that the space gets the continued recognition that it deserves. I'm sure we'll be talking much more about influencers in the future, but until then, hope you have a fabulous day. Hope you get out there and do something fun and maybe send your favorite influencer some love. They could always use it. Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of the Social Complex Podcast. Your support means the world to me. So if you enjoyed this episode and want to hear more, be sure to leave a five-star rating and subscribe to our show. We'll be releasing a new episode every Tuesday, bringing you various stories, deep dives, and discussions around the complexities of social media in our modern world. To follow along for more, be sure to follow us at Your Social HQ on Instagram or check out Social HQ at www.yoursocialhq.com. I'm your host, Hillary Applegate, and I'll see you back here next week. Stay sane out there.